Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, your weekly gaming wrap-up show. And man, we got a lot to tell. Well, really, we don't have a lot to talk about, but they are big. There's like bigger topics. We're going to start off with the bad news first. Like we're going to get the ugly portion out of the way, and then we'll roll on to some good stuff, some stuff we can maybe be excited about. Uh, I'm Mike Byrne, your host, a.k.a. Magic Man, and welcome to Gaming Gumbo chat joining us live, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on Audible, Spotify, awesome. Thank you so much. Give it a like, a thumbs up, turn on the subscriptions and notifications, comment, tell your friends about it. It's easy, it's fast, and it's a cheap way to support us. In fact, it's free, and you can head on over to readycheckradio.com to get all those socials. Joining me to go over all the fun. This is fine. This is fine. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mr. Dom Greco, what's up, sir? How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. I mean, it looks fine. Everything's fine. There's nothing. Nothing to fear. You, you sure there's there's nothing going yeah. on over there? Okay. All right. No, it's, yeah, I'll take your word fine. for it. Like, yeah. who am I to tell you what's going on mm -hmm. in your place? That's none of my yep. business. Fine. Also on the line, the resident artist of Ready Check Radio, Yod. I know. Yeah, we got I, one subject. Yeah, yeah like, like Yod, I, I reached out to and I was like, hey, look, I know you were on the last two shows. Tomorrow's technically your week off and it should be Dom and Troy, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you know one of our big topics. I'm sure yeah. as a creative, you probably have some additional thoughts that maybe I, the, I mean, the regular gamer isn't thinking about. Do you want to do the show? And he, and he was like, yeah, oh, hell yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you think you think you know companies, <laughs> and you think you think you've come to the conclusion that nobody can bend you over harder than Adobe. Yeah, but yeah. what yeah. happened, Mike? Yeah, it's been <laughs> what happened. It's been a week. It's been it's been a week. So yeah, we're gonna start off with the whole Unity thing and talk about that and just get that out of the way uh, because yeah, it's a mess. And then obviously we had. Nintendo's Direct, we had the Sony State of Play, like we got good gaming stuff to talk about and yeah. like we can skip the games we're not interested in, be hyped about the games we are interested in, show some trailers, talk about them, maybe see some things Dom's going to pick up and never fucking open again. Like that would be pretty <laughs> dope. But I'm we excited. would be very remiss if we did not talk about what's going on with Unity. So <gasps> Unity, yeah. the engine that uh, quite a quite a few people use, uh, quite a few people use it. It's not just an indie thing anymore. It hasn't been for a while. There's been some big projects, AAA projects developed on Unity. Whether or not a developer or a team or an individual just creating their own game for the first time opts to use Unity versus let's say Unreal Engine or some other engine, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. And obviously cost is going to be a factor, right? Like there's no way around that. It might not be the factor, but cost is certainly a factor. When you've got the Unreal Engine charging certain fees for certain seats, depending on what package you want, but then predominantly just scraping a percentage of revenue off the top, 
there is something enticing about the way Unity has always monetized itself, where it's giving you uh, options as far as what you're going to pay and even if you're going to pay in certain circumstances. So, yeah, generally Unity pretty favorably looked upon, right? Like in the past like, too, they were very like anti percentage of revenue. Yeah, go ahead. They they, they even put up a, a GitHub thing that you could download and play with their coding and stuff like that. Oops. They were all about helping the little guy. You 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 moving things around there, Mike? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. fine. It's all fine. It's fine. 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 I don't know why you guys are all worried. Everything is. fine. Fine. Everything is fine. I, I'm just doing the creative side of thing on a, on projects and stuff, so I don't get yeah. into the actual game engine that much. But Dom over there, you've got to have some kind of unique perspective going on. Yeah, and so I do want to be clear here. I don't want to put Dom in a weird right. compromised spot. I talked to him ahead of the show to make sure that we would not do that. Dom working for Goose Goose Duck. Obviously, a game created on Unity. Goose Goose Duck really hasn't gotten involved in too much of like the public back and forth yet that we're seeing on Twitter, and we'll go through uh, some of the company's feedback now. But you know, obviously, I'm sure Dom, they're watching the situation and and going to make a decision that's best for them. Should push come to shove, and they have to make that type of decision. Uh, yeah. But we're not going to ask you to comment on behalf of Goose Goose Duck. We're yeah. not going to put you in a position where you would be a rep for them. That's not your job for them. Um, yeah. So we certainly will, we will, won't do that here. But we'll yeah. note that for you, uh, dear viewer, that yes, Goose Goose Duck, Unity, of course, I would imagine, just like every other Unity-based game and developer, weighing their options and watching how things play out. So what happened? Absolutely. They decided that they were going to install thresholds uh, or put in place thresholds to monetize installs remember unlike that installs onto the people using unity nope. as a company nope. making games mind you nope because that it, would make sense yep that, that would just you know make sense yep uh and, and remind you uh we'll get to that later Let's let's start with there was a point I want to make and then I was like got caught in my head because I'm like, well, we could probably make another point first. But anyway, let's well, talk mean, about what this actually means. When you install a game that is using Unity, you end up getting two packets, basically. Right. You, you get the end, you the end, the end user. user. Right. Yeah. You're you're getting uh, the Unity runtime, which is in everything. And then the Unity engine itself. Right, you're getting the code, the components that are gonna actually run the game. So it's Unity Editor and Unity Runtime. Well, right. the runtime is now going to be monetized, meaning that if you meet certain download slash and revenue thresholds, you, the developer, will be paying Unity 20 cents per install of that runtime file, which is installed every time you install a game. It's important to note that if you install a game, yep. you have Unity runtime. If I installed Goose Goose Duck next, 
I have the runtime that goes with Goose Goose Duck. It's not like I, oh, this dude already has runtime. Nope. They're right, particular right. to games. And if I delete a game and reinstall it, I need to get that runtime again. Important for some I, points that are going to be made later. Right. I also I, do I, want I also, to point out, though, that updating a game does, does not, not right. reflect that, those changes. Okay. But I, I do want to also say that they seem to have removed the um, whole uh, not having to do this type of pricing plan from previous versions out of their terms of service. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to that. Like we gotta okay, get, okay, we gotta, okay. yeah, we're okay, gonna okay, get through okay, okay. because yeah. there's there's a lot of their terms of star service <laughs> yeah, stuff there, historically there that all of a sudden yeah. has disappeared from the internet. Yeah, yeah. well, not yeah. disappeared. We have it. Uh, yeah. But where it, where it originally was posted, it's no longer mm -hmm. there. So here's okay. the the package thresholds. If you have Unity Personal or Unity Plus as the developer, uh, two hundred thousand USD or more in the last twelve months, and have at least two hundred thousand game a lifetime game installs on the pro and enter uh, enterprise side of Unity, one million USD or more in the last twelve months, and have at least one million lifetime game installs to then start triggering these fees, which are going to go into place January 1st of this year and be retroactive as far as counting your number of installs, not necessarily being charged, but to see if you meet these thresholds, they're going to count the past installs of your product. They wanted to put forth, hey, look, this is only going to impact like 10% of our Unity user base. Like these are big numbers that really only 10% of our base has even a shot of making. And it should be noted here, Unity, unlike somebody like Epic Games, Unity is a publicly traded company now. So there is this perception, Dom, of things are now starting to shift at Unity, where it was this young upstart kind of against the establishment as far as certain fees and percentages went. Now that they're public, maybe not so much. Yeah. I'm just, like, I'm curious how much of this was actually, like, really thought out and, like, you know, before it was presented. Because um, it seemed like it came out and not enough information was given. And they almost yeah. seemed like they were, like, backpedaling on a lot of their statements instead of, like, making it very clear to begin with, like, because something like this is obviously going to be controversial, no matter how you spin it. Right. You know? you're, you're changing the way you do business with yeah. your clients. And you also aren't putting in any type of like grandfathering effect on previous terms of services that you the companies have agreed to. No, like there, there is no option here. Pray I don't alter the deal further. Uh, it's just like, yeah, you're, I mean you're stuck. This is this is from the same former electronics arts CEO that came up with the bright idea of, you know, people will pay extra to reload faster in a first-person shooter game. Mm -hmm. Let's try that. So, yeah, you got to remember, this is the same CEO that did that. Yeah. Obviously, when this hit the internet, uh, it just basically set Unity on fire. And Dom, to your point, it, Dom, they weren't ready. They were not ready for backlash, which is surprising because there was going to be backlash in general. But then basic questions. 
how are you counting installs? Are we now supposed to submit counts of installs of our product to you? No, we're going to count that on our side. We believe, not we do, we believe we have uh, accurate ways to count those types of installs. And then just general, like off the top of your head things. What about demos? What about if my game is free on Xbox Game Pass or free on the Epic Game Store? Now all of a sudden, I'm getting 2 million downloads. I can't afford to pay you that rate because I'm not making money. I'm on I'm in a humble bundle. Like what what goes on here? What if uh I get review bombed in the way of download uninstall download uninstall across a you know, thousands of bot accounts because people will do stupid shit like that. They've already done it. Yeah. Like they, they tested it out. I saw a thing on Reddit about it. Uh, did like a million installs in like the span of a minute or something like that. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And Unity's answer on a lot of these things, not all, but most has been, oh, we'll be able to work that out. You'll be able to work that out with your account rep. Sure you will. You know, we'll be able to... What about pirated version installs? Oh, well, we're not going to charge you for pirated versions. We're going to... We're not going to charge you for demos. Interesting caveat. As long as the demo is not part of the full client. Early access doesn't count as a demo either. So early access, right. you're going to pay for that. And if you build your demo into your main client, Dom... AKA, I want you to be able to have everything, play the demo. That way, as soon as you click buy, you can just roll, baby. Take everything you've done so far, keep going. You don't have to download squat. Nope, you're going to want your demo to be a separate client to the original demo uh, otherwise, or to the full version of the game. Otherwise, you're going to get fees there. Unity was not ready for any of these questions. They weren't ready to prove their model. And then as us users, right... We start having questions because if I install a game on a computer and uninstall it and reinstall it as part of Unity's response to this stuff, they said, no, you would not get charged for Mike installing that game on his PC a second time. But if Mike installed it on his Steam Deck, you would. Okay. And then his laptop and then his phone. Right. Right. Okay. Now, in the U.S. here, we don't have GDPR, but I live in a world where I constantly have to recognize the impacts of GDPR in what I do for my day job in software engineering. I constantly have to think about that. So my mind immediately goes, what information is Unity getting from the developer or getting from, through their own uh, processes that I'm not aware of, nor did I give permission for them to get to recognize my install and that it was taking place on a on a separate device from the original installation. Right. What else do you have, bro? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What What are you scraping off my computer that I don't know about? Mm -hmm. This This is some like privacy invasion BS going on here. I didn't even think about that earlier. Oh, yeah, my. The biggest thing here is just the absolute burning. And, Dom, I'm going to throw this to you since you're in the right room for it. The absolute just burning of all goodwill this company had baked up for years. For years over their processes and their transparency and putting their TOSs in various areas that you could go and reference it. Then to do this... It immediately, and to do it in a very trust me bro type of way, right? 
we're never going to inflate your accounts. If anything, they'll be underreported than overreported. Trust me. If you get review bombed or you're up on uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass, those aren't going to count because those fees get put onto the distributor. Oh, really? So now Microsoft has to say, hmm, Dom, you got a really great game there. We would love to give you X hundred thousand dollars, put this thing on Game Pass, give it away for free for a while. We would normally give you 200000 for that, but we're going to have to give you one hundred and fifty because going forward, since you were dumb enough to make your game on Unity, I'm going to have to absorb $50,000 you know, worth of download costs for Unity if I want to put it on Game Pass. Do you think that publishers aren't immediately going to take into consideration what a game is programmed on and what that might mean for them on how they want to distribute it and fees. They just burnt this all down in a very, no, don't worry, it's all cool, we got you way, with no warning. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think one of the most dangerous things here, right, is let's, let's just say Unity decides that they're going to backtrack on the whole thing. They can't. The most well, dangerous I mean, thing. They, I know. I'm I know. I'm sure just saying. Let's could. let's hypothetically just yeah. say this. <laughs> the most dangerous thing that they've done is they've already made such a, a a fuss about it that it's already got people looking at different game engines and and whatnot. So like that already, before the pricing is even kicked in, was a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. So, Yod, we've talked about this often here and and on MMO Bomb when free-to-play games do something stupid with their monetization, right? Oh, yes. They do something oh, yes. ridiculously over the top. It causes an uproar. They peel it back two steps, which is still more than the original. And then everybody's like, okay, well, it's not as bad as it could have been, right? Unity seems pumped and primed for that type of thing. Well, we're going to peel it back, and maybe it's $0.05 cents per install uh, instead of $0.20. Cents. And okay, well, that's a little bit better, you know, or they repeal it all the way back. But I say this every time a free-to-play game company does it. I'm going to tell you it right now because of Unity doing it. It doesn't matter if they roll any of this back or all of it back. You saw what they wanted to do. Period. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. What's, what's going to make uh, keep them from trying it again later? What's yeah. going to keep keep them from trying to do something else something else underhanded down the line that the rep is worth so much more than a day's pay i mean come on now come on now we've got reactions Ugh. obviously coming in from all kinds of developers from triple a down to one person projects and there's been some wild Hey, I if I would owe them five million dollars, and then when you dig into it, you're like, yeah, you have a bunch of downloads, but you're a free-to-play thing. You don't meet the revenue requirement because it's an and requirement, revenue mm -hmm. and downloads, not one or the other. So we're gonna stay away from some of those, but some just some opinions of uh, various devs because Dom, you like you said, every single person, entity, company using Unity right now is investigating all of their options. Yep. Because switching engines is challenging, but it's not impossible. You do have to maybe teach people new tricks and tools, and you have to kind of think about budgeting-wise. It's not maybe not cheaper for me to... It is cheaper for me to switch to Unreal 5 on the surface, but then I've got to invest some money in training people. Like All of those things have to be taken into consideration. What is really being taken into consideration, and I'm seeing a lot of across the board, Dom, is what am I going to do with my future projects? 
you know, Goose Goose Duck makes a sequel. I see a lot of companies in that boat saying, okay, you know what? number two of our game is in very early development. We're out. We're out now. Like, we don't even have to think about this. We're out now. Let's go use something else. Yeah. Uh, there's just like, like I said, there's a lot of options. Um, you know, we, we haven't said anything uh, personally within our company no, that we're doing no, no, no. Uh, yet. But you know, like I said, it is, everybody is just weighing all of their options right now. Everyone. Here's and from, uh, uh, here's from, insane. Here's from Agro Crab. <clears throat> I love this one. Hey gamers, today Unity, the engine we use to make our games, announced that they'll soon be taking a fee from developers for every copy of the game installed over a certain threshold, regardless of how that copy was obtained. Again, Unity did then go and follow up and say, you know, pirated stuff isn't going to count, demos won't count, these won't count, and so offering no validation of how they're going to prove yeah. that. You know, it's going to be up to yod's company to prove we were on right. game pass right right uh guess who has a somewhat highly anticipated game coming to xbox game pass in 2024 that's right it's Jeez. us and a lot of other developers that means another crab's treasure will be free to install for the 25 million game pass subscribers if a fraction of those users downloaded our game Unity could take a fee that puts an enormous dent in our income and threatens the sustainability of our business. It should be noted here that there's also the revenue requirement. It's not just strictly the downloads. And from what Unity has said, it would be Microsoft that would be on the hook for the fee here as the distributor through Game Pass. Again, all the asterisks in the world across all of those. It doesn't take away from AgroCrab's point here that Unity then followed up with some vague-ass statements. Right. And that's I before mean, we even think about sales on other platforms or pirated installs of our games or even multiple installs by the same user. This decision puts us and countless other studios in a position where we might not be able to justify using Unity for our future titles. If these changes aren't rolled back, we'll be heavily considering abandoning our wealth of Unity expertise we've accumulated over the years and starting from scratch in a new engine, which is really something we'd rather not do. On behalf of the dev community, we're calling on Unity to reverse the latest in a string of short-sighted decisions that seem to prioritize shareholders over their product's actual users. I fucking hate it here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what what's... Because, I mean, Unity... I'm assuming Unity does not have some kind of contract with Microsoft that makes them pay for anything with games that are developed under Game Engine. So how are they going to force Microsoft to pay for this? Yeah. Yeah, they're just going to laugh at them. They're going to go, what, what are you talking about? We don't have to pay any money. No. We don't use well, the way stuff. The way you do that is you, you put, as Unity, you put pressure on the developer to put pressure on Microsoft so that it's a right. two-pronged fight. But it's still a pain Microsoft in the ass. Microsoft's going to laugh. Yeah, Microsoft's still going to laugh at you because it's fucking Microsoft. No, it's not because it gets to a point where now you don't have any Unity developed projects on your tool because the developers say, hey, I can't afford to do this. Right. And Microsoft says, okay, fine, we'll eat the fee. We really want the game on the platform. You know, it, it turns maybe, into yeah, Microsoft needing to pay for those or wanting to pay for those. Cult of the Lamb put out a good one. Obviously, this one's a little facetious, but not far off the mark on what I'm sure some developers are considering. 
Cult of the Lamb said, buy Cult of the Lamb now because we're delisting it on January 1st. I like that one. I like that one. Obviously a little tongue-in-cheek. I can't imagine they'll actually do it that way, but that is... Intersloth Games, Among Us, Dom, is a company that said, that's on the table. Mm-hmm. Delisting our game is on the table. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Some devs are getting back already. Have you seen this, Dom? <laughs> They're getting back at Unity already. Shutting those ads off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, yeah. What's going on there? Because I think it's great. Um, I didn't look into this too much. I did see that they were shutting it off, though. Um, They're cutting off the ad and monetization revenue that they would normally send to the engine provider. So 16 studios have switched off in their tools, Unity ads, and Iron Source SDKs in all of their titles. They're not, they said they're not going to restore those until new conditions behind the everything are being considered. So it's costing mm. them ad revenue right off the bat from Azure Games, Voodoo, Homa, Century Games, Say Games, Crazy Labs, Original Games, Ducky, Bernie Games, Inspired Square, Geisha Tokyo, Tatsumaki Games, Kayak, New Story, Play Legendary, Play... Uh, Plagendary, I always I hate pronouncing that one, <laughs> and Supercent. And they've written an open letter calling to other devs to do the same. So you can shut mm-hmm. off the Unity ads inside the products as well. And then a lot of them are taking to Twitter. Let's get to some of their responses, and then we got to talk about what happened with Unity's FAQ. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, I was going to throw this to Yod. Yeah, Yod, take this one. Take the... Uh, I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking here. Uh, well, I mean... Yeah, take take the wizard Take the wizard with a gun one. It's the one that I'm the highlighted wizard. right now in the notes. Where are That you? I'm on. Aha. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Go ahead and read their statement. Okay, wizard with a gun. Wizard with a gun will be... Galvandic's last game in Unity. Huh. Unity has provided a lot of value for us. It's why we've spent almost a decade at Gal- Galvanic building a business around our their engine. So far, our licensing fees for making Wizard with a Gun engine have been a hundred thousand. It's not bad. Yeah, they that's even say that. Yeah, they say yeah, it's a small it's a fee. Relatively small fee compared to what a revenue share on a major su- success would cost. I can understand why Unity would want to share in our success, since our successes as so far have depended on the incredible engineering work their team has done. But it has become increasingly obvious the the engineering is no longer what drives Unity as a company. There would have been a right way to go about these changes yeah and this is a huge point right the they're not they're not making the point dom that like you know what it's unity being great it is unity being greedy in the way they're going about this but they don't even fault them for hey wanting a little bit of a bigger piece of the pie when things get very 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 successful for certain games built on unity 
But their whole point is, hey, you can't do this to shit that already exists, first off. You, right. you, you, whatever contracts you have open right now, those all need to run their full course. Any current projects need to finish. This needs to be right. a, if this is the way you want to go, it needs to be the way going forward. That's their point one. Their point yeah. two is, you know what? If you're going to do this, you might as well just be a revenue share like Epic Games or other engines are. Right. Yep. Right, which um, on, the, on the first point, it's it's like the equivalent of Photoshop going, okay, everything that you've ever made in Photoshop since the beginning, you now have to give me a piece of. So yeah. something I made in college in Photoshop 3.01, which now it's, what, Photoshop 24 or something, if I sold that piece for whatever reason and somebody bought it, Adobe would still want a piece of that pie. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Dom, what did Megacrit, uh, who creators of Slay the Spire, have to say? Uh, they said, the team has been hard at work in these past two plus years on a new game, but unlike with Slay the Spire, the engine we have been developing, uh, it is in Unity. The retroactive pricing structure of a runtime fee is not only harmful in a myriad of ways to developers, especially indies, it is also a violation of trust. We believe Unity is fully aware of this, seeing as they have gone so far as to remove their TOS from GitHub. Yep. Despite the immense amount of time and effort our team has already poured into development of our new title, we will be migrating to a new engine unless the changes are completely reverted and TOS protections are put back into place. We have never made a public statement before. That is how badly you fucked up. No punches being pulled here. And and you know what? I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We have never made a public statement before. That's how bad you fucked up. Then we get a little bit of insight from the inside. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I don't have any particular reason to doubt that who I'm about to quote here is who they say they are. But this is not like something I've reported on for MMO Bomb where I've gone like three sources to verify certain things. This is just somebody who has all the right tags, who seems to have the right experience in, in a couple traces, you know, that I believe who they say they are, but I, I have not verified it myself. Jono Forbes claims to have worked at Unity until two days ago. Tweeting out, well, looks like my seven years at Unity has ended a few days early. But what's interesting is that they also replied to a few other things going on. A few other people asking questions. Mm. Earlier, one of you, I think it was you, Dom, right? The, or was it, yeah, you know, how th how'd this make it through legal and HR and employees and the boardroom and stuff to become a decision? Mm -hmm. Well, Jonah Forbes responding to somebody, the somebody saying, whether Unity backtracks or not, the fact that these decisions made it through leadership, legal, marketing, and employees says a lot about the organizational health of the company. As a partner, Unity is a source of unknown amounts of risk. Making new games on it would be unwise. Jono Forbes <laughs> replied to this saying, hey, as a Unity employee until this morning, I assure you, we fought like hell against this, brought up 
all the points everyone has, were told answers were coming, and then the announcement went out without any warning. Those of us who care are out. More resignations coming end of week. So seems like it's not all as well on the inside of Unity over this either. And finally, they did try. They were planning an FAQ and, and a, a town hall and everything. Uh, unfortunately, that town hall got canceled and two Unity offices closed for the day over credible death threats. All right. Everything Unity has done here, Dom, is shitty. Everything. From the what con conceptualization of this plan to the announcement of this plan to the handling of the backlash afterwards. Nobody deserves death threats. No, never okay. Line never. too far. Mm -hmm. yep. Line too far. Here's what's very unfortunate about those death threats. According to San Francisco police, who were uh, replying to Nicole Carpenter, a uh, senior reporter over at Polygon, uh, they got back to her and said, hey, that report actually came from an employee who works at a different out-of-state location. So very call was coming from inside the house, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm being facetious. Death threats are obviously not funny. Nobody was hurt, thankfully, in this situation. But yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know, Dom. Like, why? Why burn it down over this? I mean, obviously, they're not happy internally. Like information was not shared with the rest of the company. Uh, it was just kind of thrown out there, you know, like all the reasons you stated. And uh, when it doesn't feel good inside the company, how could it ever feel good outside the company? Yeah. Uh, and Angera, I don't know if you just joined us. But that's something we were mentioning earlier. Angera says they let the cat out of the bag that they don't even have the tech to accurately track the installs yet. They use aggregate data and trust me, bro, estimates till they finish the back end. They 100% were not prepared for this announcement, much less to roll it out. Beluar has a vid on the new developments. Yeah, I watched Beluar's video uh, two hours ago. He put it up like four hours ago. Uh, nothing really new in that video that we haven't talked about here besides them saying, which we already reviewed, that, yeah, if anything, we're going to undercount things while we level right. out the tech. Yeah, it's... And we, I think we actually said, trust me, bro, as, as our <laughs> example on a lot of this, too. Yon, I yeah. just don't understand. Like, I get it's a publicly traded company. They got to make money. I get it. We've even seen some of these developers not begrudge them a piece of the pie when something becomes very successful. They just said, hey, there's better ways to go about doing this. Yeah. In installs isn't it. And by the way, it needs to be a going forward thing, which you think right. that would have been plan one. Hey, going forward... We need to change the way we do business. Obviously, contracts on the floor will stand. But no, they went back and tried to scrub their TOS from GitHub. They changed language in it. It It's a... Why? Right. Well, the, to, to me, the, this is once again the, the, the battle between the CEO and stockholders that they've come in with because obviously it wasn't always publicly traded and they've had a change in leadership stuff. And... The developers that are there that 
in the code writers that are actually passionate about what they do. Those people deserve more of a piece of the pie. Hands down. The, the new leadership that's come in that's trying to put this new BS in place, yeah, they've got to go. Because they, they just shattered a company that, you know, built something something really good that could have moving like you said moving forward lay down new ground rules you can't go back 20 years and say that game that you made on our engine 20 years ago or however long it was when unity was built you got to give us a piece of that if it for some reason hits viral and gets like you know super hot downloads no you can't do that that's done and dusted you know you got to move forward and they're they're obviously not doing that, and it it boggles my mind why people think that this would actually work. Ugh. Yeah. So here's the deal. Like I get it. Re revenue is hard to come by. the The way Unity has operated in the past, it, it's it's hard to come by, right? So you've got a company that a year ago, well, not even a year. Let's look at five years. At one point in November of 2021, had a stock price of $196 and change. So two years ago. They're now at $36.32. Now, Damn. that's two years ago. A lot changes over two years. They had some bad fiscal quarters. They were losing money in some of those quarters. And that is the primary driver. In the short term here, looking at the last week, their stock price has not really fluctuated much at all uh, because the backlash from this is going to come later. The investors right. who are influencing that stock price like this, but right. the, the customers don't, and it'll take a while for it to wash out to see who wins on this one more. But primarily, remember, Unity has usually, Dom, been used to help you develop mobile games. And yes, mm -hmm. it, yes it does other things, right? But a big piece of its revenue is helping you develop a mobile game that's probably going to be free to play that they can monetize through ads, right? That is the bread and butter for Unity in the last three, four years. That's their revenue bread and butter. But now you have companies like Apple, Facebook not happy at Apple right now, Unity <laughs> not happy at Apple right now, with enabling different privacy initiatives that allow customers to opt out of data sharing, mm -hmm. right? That's Unity's bread and butter. That's hurting their bottom line. I don't doubt for a minute they needed to find a new revenue stream. This wasn't it. This ain't going to be it. And even if it's rolled all the way back to, we're going to, no changes, we're going to rethink this. I think the damage is already done. There are going to be developers that just don't start a project on Unity that Unity was going to be exactly what they were going to go with. Am I wrong? Nope. They I said the most dangerous thing they did was let people explore options. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also have seen Havoc mentioning it in chat. I have seen executives selling stock. We didn't really bring it up here because when I dug into it, the shares were meaningless. Uh, they were selling like 200 shares here and there. And historically, they've been doing that for months, if not years. Like 
the amounts of stocks being sold were negligible as far as any, you know, insider trading type thing went. And it also fit with a pattern of small trading by all of those investors. I did see that reporting. I didn't bring it to the show because it, it wasn't worth it when you dug into it, when you dug into it. Trust wise, the damage is done. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The the yeah. damage is done. Go ahead, Jan. It it's it's like uh it's like when Wizards of Coast tried to roll out the new uh open gaming license. They walked it back, but you know, people went exploring, like you said. It it gave people the option to go, well, what else is out there? Yeah. This game's on the table, but we haven't really invested the time in the engine yet. Where can we implement it other than Unity? You know, Tim Sweeney, private company, Epic Games, is just sitting there like, <sighs> just licking the chops, right? <laughs> just, why not? Yeah. I mean, I've seen and, and talked to some uh, people at Unreal that I know that work there on the development side of the engine and sell the engine. And they've said, I've gotten more calls this week from people that just want additional information about pricing, about can the engine do this? Like we, and I've seen tweets that are just like, what is the biggest thing you think Unity gives you that Unreal doesn't? And I'm here to answer because it probably does. You just gotta <laughs> learn the Unreal way to do it instead of the Unity way to do it. Right. You know, I think I'd be licking their chops. Oof, right. What a mess. All right, let's talk about some good news. We had the Nintendo Direct. <laughs> we had the Nintendo Direct this week. Lots of good stuff. Still no word on Switch 2. We do know that developers have been getting a hold of it and seeing what it can do behind the scenes, but no official reveal of the Switch 2 or whatever they're going to call it. The Super Nintendo Switch. The Super <laughs> Nintendo Switch. The Super Switch. <laughs> oh, did you hey, yeah, did you see by the way, I this is totally off topic. The the uh, the PlayStation thing, the handheld thing that absolutely sucks, and I have no idea oh, who oh that's god. for. Oh god! It's... I I I saw I saw the IGN um, showing of the little trailer for it. I almost puked in my mouth. Two hundred dollars <laughs> doesn't have Bluetooth. Yeah. Can't oh, play oh. remotely. You got to be on the same network as your oh. PlayStation. It's it's basically, oh. do you want to play your PS Five game while you're taking a shit? Because that's all the thing can do, really. Um, yeah, that, once again, at that point, you might as well just get the PlayStation VR. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. come on. Let, let's face it. it. It's it's a PlayStation VR that's not strapped to your head. Uh, <sighs> here's a, here's what is it called? It's called the PlayStation Portal. Yeah. Right? Way uh, to piss people off, huh? Mm -hmm, Give it that mm -hmm. fucking PSP name. Oh, you did us. <laughs> you did us dirty. <laughs> you did us dirty. Anyway, back bit. to the Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, Dom, I'm going to throw it to you, resident Nintendo fanboy. What'd you think of this Nintendo Direct from top to bottom? And then we'll get into some specific games. Uh, it was good. Um, I, I like seeing Paper Mario. Um, right. I, like I very, literally very just started playing Thousand Year Door on my Steam Deck like four uh, days ago, and then immediately stop. saw this, and I was like, <laughs> "Delete that save." <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the Mario vs. Donkey Kong, this was, this was, uh, like something that they had on the, uh, is it a new one? They had, like, they had the old ones on there, and it seems like they reused footage, because supposedly Charles Martinet is done with being the voice of Mario, but I heard Charles Martinet's voice in this. So, 
I think it is recycled footage. I don't think there's any new voice lines from him in here, but it's clearly his voice. Um, so Charles Martinet has moved over to be the Mario ambassador as opposed to the voice. And uh, yeah, we talked about upcoming... that last week where him, yeah. he doesn't know what that job means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we also don't know what his last project was. Yeah. So there is that. Yeah. Um, but like the upcoming Mario uh, Wonder game, like it's not his voice. In that, yeah, for it's example. Not so, okay. so, um, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a big Splatoon fan. I, I played a little Splatoon two. I never played one. Uh, I don't own three. So, like, I'm, I'm not too excited for the DLC. But I'm sure many, many people are. Um, and then it goes without saying, Mario RPG. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait, man. Mario RPG coming on the seventeenth. November 17th. Yeah. So we don't we don't have long to wait for that. Here I'm going to show you some B-roll of uh the remastered Paper Paper Mario 1000 Year Door. This was a uh GameCube uh Paper Mario RPG. Literally I just started playing it on Steam Deck. I played it years ago. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'll play this again." Now I'm like, "Nope, I'm out. I got to I got to delete this save file, play something else on the Steam Deck. I cannot wait for this." Cannot wait for this. Luigi Mansion 2 uh, getting an HD version coming up. And then here, I thought this was interesting. We saw te uh, Tetris Battle Royale. We've seen mm -hmm. other fun little Battle Royales from Nintendo. Now, Yod, we have F-099, an F-Zero Battle Royale. You can play it if you have a Nintendo Switch online subscription right now. Mm -hmm. It became available right after the show. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I am hearing that it is so chaotic that you don't really get to F zero race until there's like I mean, two or three of you left. Right. I mean, it's like a hundred some odd people in a race, yeah. which is crazy, crazy. And, and I mean, it's amazing that they can handle that kind of, you know, number of people at one time, which is probably you know, a feat in itself. But yeah, I, I can't see anything being actual f 0 e until you, like you said, you get down to the last three or four people, maybe. Getting bumped the entire time. Right? <laughs> Just, like, all over the place. Like, I'd be stuck in the... In the side rails, the electric side rails. <laughs> you just get pulled along with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> to Cal, you're right. Sounds stupid as fuck, and stupid as fuck usually equals fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, you're right. I haven't tried it yet. I want to. My oldest son came down yesterday with his Switch to let me know that Trombone Champ had come out on the uh, Nintendo Switch. Uh, he was like, hey, I got a rhythm game that's ridiculous. You got to check out. I guess he wasn't home when I did the stream, and I was like, "You're gonna, are you going to tell me about Trombone Champ? And he was like, yes, how do you know about it? And I was like, it's been out on Steam for a while. I, I streamed it. Your Uncle Havoc thought it was hysterical. Um, <laughs> classic Tomb Raider 1, 2, and 3 are being remastered for the Switch. That was mm -hmm. surprising. It and was. You can choose between pointy or round boobs. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Horizon Chase, Contra, which I thought uh, yeah. was interesting, Operation Galuga. We'll have to see. I've, it's been so long since there was a good Contra, it's Contra. game. It's Contra. <laughs> I know. Unicorn Overload coming from Atlas and Vanillaware. Uh, this is a tactical adventure, so you'll have some overworld. And then a new Saga game. If you want more opinions on that, watch Thursday's The Relic Grind. You can find that on readycheckradio.com or on YouTube. We also had 
Princess Peach getting her own title. Yes. I I, I yep. did like that. That that, was, that looked a lot like a lot of fun. Princess Peach Showtime, Yod. What are you thinking? Um, it it looks the fact that you can when you switch jobs for her, it's a completely different place now. I think yeah. that's a nice nice little twist on it, and and I think I want to. I might try it. I might actually try it. It looks you great. Think, do you think the vibe scepter is going to make a return? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's had her own games. Yeah, you know, no, this this it's not that she's never had one before. It's we're finally getting another Princess Peach game. Uh, just yeah. few and far in between. Yeah, they are very few and far in between. I like when she puts on the the like Sherlock Holmes detective mm -hmm. outfit. Like right now, I think they're gonna put on the the fencing, you know, the sword fighting. Yeah, the fencing looks, looks in really the B cool. roll here. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what they're putting on now. And all of these give her full different ability complements. It is kind of taking Dom like the page out of Paper Mario, right? Like everything's happening on a theater yeah. stage. And like the sets are flying in off of uh, of of pulleys and everything. I dig it. Yeah, no, yeah. it looks fun. It looks fun. I'll probably pick it up and not play it. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, on the other side of things, we had the PlayStation State of Play. Mm. We spent a mm -hmm. fair amount of game or relic grind on Thursday talking about Final Fantasy VII Rebirth getting a new trailer and a February 29th release date now. So we can kind of skip that one. Yod, what'd you see that you liked out of State of Play? State of Play, <laughs> it, it was a lot of Spider-Man to me. Like, it was a they, lot they of Spider-Man. really pushed Spider-Man. And, and I mean, it, it was the, the Final Fantasy that stuck with me because I was watching it with the wife and she's a major Final Fantasy nut, obviously. So yeah, it, it's, it's the remake. Gotta be a remake. Even though I know you guys talked about it already. <laughs> yeah, I, the the state of play kind of disappointed me this time around. Yeah, uh, I I actually liked the the last one, although some some people did not. It was obviously nice to see Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, but I, and and get a release date for that. But I feel like Dom, they kind of were like, we're about to reveal the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. The rest of this can just be suck ass. Like it doesn't have to be great, and nobody's yeah. gonna care because we have this. I care. Marvel yeah. Spider-Man 2, okay, cool, yeah. Sure. I'm interested. They uh, are going to be doing some RE4 DLC, cool. I'm showing footage mm -hmm. for a Tales of, of, uh, Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn. This is going to be an expansion slash DLC uh, to Tales of Arise um, on November 9th. That's cool. I love Tales. Helldivers. Helldivers really, look kind of interesting. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, uh, I'm... There, there hasn't been many looter shooters that really, really stuck lately. It looks like fun, although it could be another anthem. Yeah, I mean, it totally. Could. Avatar, Baby Steps, uh, Honkai Star Rail coming out on the PlayStation Five. Foam Star is getting an open beta, but don't get it too excited. Too excited. It's a forty-eight hour open beta, so even if you're interested in Foam Stars, you can only play it for like two days. Uh, and then the new PlayStation 5 and DualSense color combinations in red and blue and stuff like that. Uh, and Sterling Silver. These things should be at launch. They yeah. like coming out so late. It's like if I already own a PlayStation because you forced me into buying the white model that was the only one that existed. I'm sorry, but I'm not buying another one. Like it's not happening. That's why they sell the panels. No. You pop them off, pop them on. 
it's all in I mean, the Xbox is testers. selling wraps now for theirs. Yeah. For the series. They like X. shut a bunch of those sites down that were selling custom wraps for them. For the PlayStation? Yeah. 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 The you were making the side panels. But now Microsoft is selling wraps for the Xbox Series <laughs> X. Mm. We'll yeah. see how long until they accidentally burn down a house, but whatever. Right. We'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know. I am very excited for Final Fantasy VII. This is a game that I will be picking up, and I actually will be playing it, like because I can't, I can't avoid. Like, there's no way to avoid spoilers for a game like this, right? So it's one of those that I have to play it immediately. Like, there's no question about it. Because <laughs> spoilers and, uh, are still a thing for Final Fantasy well, VII. <laughs> yes, that's the that's the whole trick to it. Is they did such a good job at creating a remake instead of a remaster where it's actually a remake for for the first game and it completely caught you off guard and like this game they're still trying to pull the wool over your eyes and they're still trying to make it seem like destiny is a thing and they're still trying to push their you know very much story of can we change things and they want to lead you up to believe things can be changed and i feel like they're gonna get you there and then when it's supposed to happen, it's not going to happen. Of course not. And it's going to happen a little bit later and catch you off guard all over again. No, so no. that's that's how I feel that's going to be handled. Nope. I will tell you this. This was something that we learned from uh, interview questions after the Relic Grind. So we couldn't include it there, but I did read it yesterday. Uh, Rebirth takes you to the Forgotten Capital. That's where mm-hmm. the... Okay. The, st- the story is going to end and go into the third installment at the beginning of the Forgotten Capital. So okay. that gives you an idea of at least what you'll be seeing. So like Wutai, you probably won't see that in the, or you see, maybe see it a little bit. Uh, there's some places that you might think you're going to see in this game that you probably won't because of where it ends. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's slide over and do our games of the week. If I could find the right bump. games of the week is the way we end every episode of gaming gumbo here it's where all three of us are going to recommend to you a game could be a video game mobile game board game card game whatever something we're playing now played in the past or haven't played but think you should check out and you let us know in the comments who gave the best recommendation and leave one of your own as you chime in on everything we've discussed today. I, I mean, I got to give you Paper Mario, right? I've got to give you Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door. I know you can't play the new Switch version yet. If you haven't played the original GameCube version, I'm sure there's, you know, ways you could take a look and see if you agree that it's a good game. Go ahead, Dom. Uh, the only game I've really been playing this week uh, was, like, in some of my downtime, I was playing a little bit more of uh, some Disney Dreamlight Valley. They're doing a uh, uh, brand new, I think, Beauty and the Beast update. But the thing that caught my eye and the thing that has me going right now is they have a bunch of Haunted Mansion items in there. And that's that's the main draw that pulled me back in. Just when you thought you were out? It's one of those. It's one of those games where it's like you boot it up when you have, like, 20 minutes because it's whatever you know <laughs> yeah i mean at some point it is getting multiplayer at some yeah. point yeah we'll see when i don't know if i'll have the time to play it as a multiplayer game because i'm not on the game long enough go ahead y'all so i do have to go back to my standby of destiny 2 because oh, because sake. because <laughs> because the next 20 24 hours ish before they patch it you could do some fucked up shit with the, the crafting guns 
there's a glitch on it right now where you can actually get crafted guns that aren't aren't um standard and you can get exotic perks on them so you know go mess around with it as long as you can if you sons of bitches vote for destiny 2 i'm canceling this show uh that's gonna do it for us here today on gaming gumbo we of course will be back next saturday at 7 p.m with another episode. Don't miss the Relic Grind, our Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix show on Thursday nights, 7 p.m. And chat, don't go anywhere. Joining us to stream some goodness, it's Torchwick. What's up, boss? Not much. What about you? Hey, I'm here. I'm here. You're here again. Two weeks in a row. What are you playing? <laughs> Wait a minute. What are you playing? Uh, well, Dom might want to watch out because uh, we're playing the original Final Fantasy 7. Oh, we spoilers. Spoil spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. Where did you get to last week? So we had just gotten uh, through the sewers after Don Corneo. We're in the uh, train graveyard. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. To the train graveyard we go. Chat, don't go anywhere. Give us a minute or two to take things down, relabel it, and Torchwick will be back up playing the original PlayStation 1 version of Final Fantasy VII. I did see that you made one exception on your renaming on last week's <laughs> stream. Why, why did we uh, rename? So her name is Aerith, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I mean, even in the U.S. version, if you manage to skip past obtaining her as a character, it actually defaults to Aerith. It was a mistranslation in the custom name input. So we fixed it. <laughs> Yad, until next time, where can everybody find you, my friend? <laughs> Yad Artworks on all the socials, and right here on Gaming Gumbo, maybe next week Dom. i don't know hey it's a it's a weekly show again uh you, you get me your hair on uh, for a couple more thing. weeks <laughs> 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 then we start running into all of us being halloween buffoons and mm -hmm. uh having stuff to do i'm mike byrne you can follow me right there magic man one but more importantly follow at rc radio r-a-i-d-e-o and you'll know every time we go live or doing a podcast or playing fftcg or whatever stay safe We'll see you on the servers. Later. Bye. <laughs>